I'm going to tell you what song I've been into. And because, by the way, our long rap about Post Malone last week made the cut. Oh, good. And is the intro to last week's episode. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't even remember what that was. We just were talking Basically about our love Posty. for Posty. On and on about Post Malone and Jen, whatever. Has anyone heard the new Morgan Wallen song? The bar oh, one? the bar one? My, 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 seven is bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Big it's a good fan. one. Thoughts, Jen? I love it. I heard it when it, it came out on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, whatever. We talked about it. I mean, yeah. don't shut me down for being late to the party. No, I we're not. Okay. We're just saying we heard it. I have kids. You're the only person Wait, who has kids, kids and Everything haven't heard anything down. I don't do anything. That means, well, you also have the most time in the car, so you have more time to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Dan asked me to hang out with him and his kids this weekend, and I was I like, did. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask her. I offered it. I also. That's a, I, I never. Get, I never. Asking. I never get asked. Yeah. Well, he just wants someone alone. to watch Rock, Rocketeer with. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I, sorry. I, just, I know Cole works weekends, so I didn't want to. <laughs> so I, I didn't. I, I just. I think it was, she's all alone up in Santa Rosa, like I with am. no friends up there, and I just want to like be around if you need if you needed a friend. It was a nice offer, but uh, Remy and I had big plans. We had a whole season of Killing Eve to catch up yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, was, I still need to watch that. You have to. It's I know. Incredible. I almost started it this weekend too. Well, that's the last time I do that. <laughs> Just kidding. Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy ninety two point nine. And it's cold in here, it's baby. Chilly. It's cold inside. AC's blasting. In- need a blanket. Inside Froggy 92.9, but it's freezing in Sonoma County. That just made me think of something that happened on the show this morning. Uh. <laughs> well, what? Out with it. Yeah, just go ahead. Durf, one of our uh, uh, production dudes. Um, we <laughs> the were, production dude. The production dude. We were, we were, Singular. We were literally in the middle of doing the Amber Showdown. And he came in and turned the heat up because the studio, his studio and our studio are connected. Literally halfway through the Amber Showdown, look over and Durf is just... Okay. And our on-air light doesn't work for our studio, so yeah. he doesn't know not to come in. In Daryl's defense, he's also worked in this building for like 28 years. So like, he's really just going to do whatever he yeah. wants, right? He was already here and they built the building around yes. him. Yes, it's listen, true. It's like a piano. This is what happened. I have to walk out of the studio for the Amber Showdown because I can't hear the questions. And he goes... What's going on in there? I was like, uh, we're doing a show called Amber and Tanner in the morning. It's on Froggy 92.9. It's from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. What do you mean? He was just like, I got to get some heat on in here. I was like, well, can you wait like six minutes till we finish being on air? He's like, I don't know. And he didn't wait. He came in there. Like immediately. (laughs) What's going on in there? That's what I aspire to. Just walking into closed door meetings. Coming into the studio hot. <laughs> One of my favorite Yay! moments was we were in a closed door meeting and someone came in and took a, the batteries out of the remote for the TV in the conference room. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, I needed batteries. <laughs> That's amazing. Who was who that? Was it Kevin? It was Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> of course it Who else would that? Of course it's Kevin. I, I don't even remember Kevin do, doing that. I do it just remember sounded that, like actually. something Kevin would I do. I do remember that, actually. We, we I'll love you, never Kevin. forget that. That was Kevin. awesome. All right, you little Johnstons. Welcome inside the station. Welcome oh, no. inside the studio. It's good to see everybody. The Froggy Podcast, if you're first time checking it out. Uh, we are joined by Amber and Tanner in the morning, our so. midday personality, Jen, and myself, Dano, the afternoon personality, and we are 
giving you one story from behind the scenes, either from the station or our real life or country music. And if you leave us a review for this show, we will read it on the air. I've gotten feedback from a few of the people uh, that we've read the reviews from. So they left us a review, then we read the review, and then they gave me feedback on it. Wow, you're following all that? Yeah. Saying effusively, uh, can't believe that you said my name on the show. It's going to live forever on the podcast. I blew my mind. I've listened to it a million times and played it for my friends. So... uh, has They Call Me Mom complained yet? <laughs> We've, there is a user named They Call Me Mom. I just want to know who it is. <laughs> We've not found this person yet. <laughs> Murder She her. Ruth is on the case. <laughs> if, you're, if you're They Call Me Mom, please come visit us. We want to find a, They Call Me Mom. DM I, us, please. I have a conspiracy theory that's actually Dano, who I is They Call Jen. Me Mom. It's not, I left the first review, mm-hmm. but I used my username, Radio Dano. So well, at least one of our five star reviews is me, but the rest are all five stars legitimately. I'm gonna leave a five star review. I I, I forgot I could do Look, that. People vote for themselves for president, so <laughs> I think we can leave our own five star review. <laughs> so do that on the Apple Podcast app if you have it. We always come up with a unique way to figure out who's gonna go first on the podcast, who's gonna share their story first. And I was thinking today, since so many people are no. Soda right now because it's New Year News resolutions. They're quitting soda. They're trying to get back in shape or whatever. I don't know why I'm thinking about. I guess that's why I'm thinking about soda. You you craving one right now? Kind of. Okay. So I wanted you want to Dr. know. Peppy? I wanted to know. God damn. What is what is your Amber? What is your favorite? Like if you had to get one soda, if you just had one soda that you had to get, what is your favorite cola? Or I can't even soda? believe you're going to ask it. I can't believe you have to ask. You know what it is. You know what it is. Uh-huh. Can you Tanner, you know it. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, yeah. Coca-Cola. <laughs> I figured. Red and white. I don't know. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Red and white and red and white and red and white and red and white. It's Coca- from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Cool, it's sure. you, Is it a thing there? I mean, is that like, in, like oh, considered yeah. part of the identity there? Mm-hmm. One thing, one of the first things I learned about Amber was when people either call like soda, soda, or pop, Amber just calls it Coke. Everything oh, is Coke. right, right. That's kind of how it is in Georgia. But yeah, it was like invented in Georgia. It's a huge thing we're proud of. And there's a giant Coke museum. You can go and you can try all the Cokes from around the world. The Beverly, that's Italy's beverage of choice, is disgusting. But you have to try it if you ever go to the Coca-Cola Museum. Coca-Cola is different around the world, too. Mm-hmm. When I was in Europe, it actually said that you would be in uh, like uh, Scotland and it would say mm-hmm. bottled in Germany. And because of the differences in the water. Right. You would actually taste way different. Coke from Mexico is my favorite. Coca-Cola from Mexico. Avocados from Mexico. Coke from Mexico. Mexico. Uh, Tanner, what's your favorite soda? Dr. Peppy, my dude. Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. Born and raised on that stuff. Jen. I I actually don't drink a lot of soda. I'm not Um, saying like drink a lot. I'm just saying like if you had to get one. Well, no. Like thirsting for it. Mine is oddly specific. It is diet Cherry Seven Up. Wow, it, that's really good. It's I'm, so yeah. good. I can't drink the regular one because it's too sweet. But the diet, diet Cherry Seven cherries. Up. I mean, I didn't know they could have that many modifiers. Can I you, know. You make like caffeine free in there. Drink. Can you make caffeine free? Blend seven, with seven vanilla. Up is caffeine free. <laughs> they always have it at Safeway. I always see it at Safeway. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. You should I've try it. it. It's so good. It tastes like Christmas in your mouth. <laughs> Don't you get it, Tanner? I, I get feel it like all I've the time. Seen yeah. it in your fridge. 
my girlfriend is an avid like diet light soda. It always has to be oh. like squirt. Like in my fridge right now, we have diet squirt oh. and diet ginger ale. <laughs> diet ginger ale is not a bad idea. I, I feel like we live like with grandparents or something <laughs> with those soda choices. Diet, diet has the word die right in there. <laughs> is that's what it tastes like? You make like. a good point. No. I'm going to bring you a Diet Cherry 7-Up, and you're going to love it. You're going to finish the whole thing. It's really good. The only diet drink I can drink is Diet Dr. Pepper. Everything else tastes like it has artificial sweetener in it. DDP is the goat of diet sodas, though. DDP is acceptable, but like Diet Coke? Diet Coke is delicious. I love Diet Coke. How dare you? Diet Coke tastes I'm not like a fan either. Coke Di- Zero's better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like really passionate about soda. <laughs> <laughs> We're aware, Tanner. I'm overwhelmed. I and drink so, so does, much soda. So is everyone else that's ever listened to two seconds of this podcast. <laughs> so, I, and I'm in on Coke, so that's going to screw up this alphabetical. But whatever. For okay. me, for me, it, like an ice chest with a can. It's got to be in a can. That it's been in there for a while, and it's like the can is sweating. Okay, sweating. And he, like you just reach in there, not so much that it's like watery cold and you're freezing your hand, but it's just right there on top and it's perfect. You can grab it and you get that satisfying pop of the can, crush that thing. You should wow. write novels. Yeah, thanks. You like, really like describe things really quit, well. Thanks, we we got a modern Stephen King in here. Going out the I love how I said Go write a novel. I mean, it's gonna call the Coke Princesses, written by Dano. <laughs> I think because of your intense description that you should go first. Well, no, because I'm going to go in reverse alphabetical order. Okay, reverse alphabetical order. That means that Tanner goes first. That's right. Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Sorry, I had to do some math there. You're, it's not math. math with the alphabet. It's yep. not math. Hit me, Tanner. Algebra. The, the floor is yours. What do you got this week? So Amber and I briefly touched on this in the show but i was really curious what you guys thought so my girlfriend and i were at Cottingtown. we were by this jewelry store and Lindsay was looking at all these rings and it's been like a reoccurring joke with us like eh, when are you gonna oh, have and so don't do it <laughs> <laughs> there's also guys rings you want mine that couldn't fit on that these. was some deep-seated stuff right there <laughs> tanner keep continue <laughs> But anyways, so there were some guy rings. I was like, I wonder what ring you're going to pick out for me. And she was like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to pick out your ring. And I was really confused. Apparently, there's this tradition that the guy is supposed to buy both the bride's ring and he's also supposed to pick out his ring. So I was really confused. I was like, what do you mean I, have to, I would have to pay for both your ring and my ring? And she said it was a tradition. And I was like, that tradition's a load of BS. I mean, by the time y'all are getting married, her money's your money, your money's her money. So it doesn't really matter. That's true. Well, are you talking about for the actual moment of the engagement? No, it's like you enge- you do the engage thing. Yeah. And, and then, then you have to buy your wedding ring. Yeah. Did you buy your wedding ring or did your wife pick out your wedding ring i bought my wedding ring how is this the first time in my entire life i'm hearing about because theoretically her parents are supposed to be paying for the wedding so you come out ahead Hmm. theoretically Theoretically. if we're following like a very standard dowry structure but i mean you pay for the rings and then they pay for you know the twenty thousand dollar wedding yeah or well, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be that much, by the way. Ours was eight. The conversation Lindsay 80, and I had. 80,000? Mine was like <laughs> under 1,000. What up, nice. courthouse wedding? 8,000. I was confused because 
Because Lindsay said, well, I'm paying for the wedding. And I was like, what year is this? 1918? I'm paying for the wedding. What, are we going to slaughter a cow Hello, my lady. as well? Yes. Like, what's going on? Am I'm I going to your father of my finest calf. Yeah, am <laughs> I going to get some livestock in this action? So I guess I, I just wanted to ask what were um, what was kind of your process, mm-hmm. both Jen and Dan. Oh, you guys are married. And so I was going to see if that's a tradition that still stands or if that's a load of crap. Well, look, not much <laughs> traditional about my relationship, Tanner. <laughs> we actually couldn't find a ring that Katie liked. I had got her like a kind of a promise ring after we got – long before, actually, we got engaged. Um, when you started going steady. When we started going steady, we each had <laughs> rings. Um, you, gave her, you gave her your Letterman jacket. Yeah, I gave her my Letterman so jacket because I'm so athletic. I have a Letterman's jacket. Um, Mine's in the back college. of my closet. <laughs> your fraternity pin. <laughs> yeah. If anybody wants my Letterman jacket, they can have it. Yeah, uh, if anyone wants mine too, they can have it. Wait, do you really have a Letterman jacket? Yeah, I played varsity soccer and basketball. Wow. You didn't know that? Do you anyway, have one, Dano? Continue your No, region. sorry. I have one. Uh, we actually... Uh, n- found Katie a ring that she liked. She also works in a kitchen, so it's like mm-hmm. we were like, you know, knives and stuff up against an expensive ring or whatever. We actually did find one about a year ago that she liked, and we bought it outright. So after mm-hmm. the wedding, so you should, how long had you been married without a ring? Well, she still had the other the other the ring, ring. Um, and so we used that in our ceremony. But she was like very particular about what she wanted and i'm like okay well we're getting married we also got engaged and got married in like three and a half four months bang bang nice we had been together for a hundred years so it's like get it done get it done yeah i plan and execute events for a living so like planning and executing a wedding was not a thing that i wanted to do right you're like i don't even want to think about pop-up tents (laughs) (laughs) tanner's Um, gonna plan his whole wedding he's like i'm gonna dress up in a frog costume and then someone's gonna tackle me and then and and then he's coming in with the horse head and then i'll present to you the ring and then i'll do my tight 10 minute comedy set (laughs) that's gonna be my next Netflix taping. <laughs> and then we'll have a party <laughs> afterwards at Billy Lefko's kitchen. Sorry. No, that, I mean, that's it. That, that's my story. I lucked out a little bit because, actually a lot, my wife's side of the family, her father, his father, owned a jewelry store oh. back in the day. And so that store never has, is no longer in business, but they ended up with a vault worth of the jewelry. Dang. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So I... And speaking to tra- tra- tradition, uh, I did ask for her hand from him, and then I worked with him because she had selected a ring from the vault uh, that she wanted. Now, just to set some expectations here, you know, I think the vault is like a safety deposit box somewhere, and the the ring is not an extravagant ring. It's a lovely ring with a diamond, but we're not talking about something you'd see on the Real Housewives of whatever. You know, it's just a, it's sort of a, it's a, it's an, a modest ring. So I don't want anybody thinking like, "Wow, <laughs> bougie, most but us." Um, so I did. I did luck out there uh, when it came because I didn't actually have to buy the ring, but it ended up being special. And how I took it to the next level was I actually was able to. At that time, they were actually going through some old boxes. We found an original ring box from the jewelry store. So it was awesome. the ring in the original ring box from like the seventies. Dang, you're so, so sweet. Good lord. Uh, and it was like on the exact location where we met, and it was actually like 15 years to the day to when we had actually first met. So damn, yeah, it was meant. To be. I'm gonna do it in like a Wendy's parking lot or something. <laughs> Take <Damn>. this out. <laughs> it's a whole thing, but anyway. So for my ring, 
Um, it's this is just white gold, but I did want some kind of like uh, kind of like a tattoo on it, something to show that I was like I don't know. So I had I actually worked with a jeweler in downtown Santa Rosa, and they custom burned in this little scar mark on the ring. Mm. So and he actually had put some soot in there as well, so it was black for a while. So I kind of I kind of liked the idea of like a black slash through it, and I couldn't find that anywhere. Yeah. So that's my ring story. Cool. Amber, what about you? I mean, I know that obviously it hasn't happened for you yet, but (laughs) in the South, I know that the South has some different traditions. Uh, So is is that how things were, you know, is it it that that way? Yeah, it is that way in the South, but um, you guys have met my boyfriend, so it will not be that way with us. He was like, you better buy me a nice ring, (laughs) and you better put all this stuff on it and get it like this. I want dragons. I know, basically. (laughs) At first, he told me, you know, he wanted a simple band kind of like yours, just like silver gold whatever and then all of a sudden like a couple weeks later he's like nope want diamonds on it want everything want onyx like, like he wants diamonds on his ring that's what he said i do too i do too on on mine someday really yeah i want to be bougie <laughs> that's what he said he's like man have you seen your dad's ring your dad's ring is dope my dad has like a big like i don't know very much for a man his age like big wedding ring with diamonds and like initials and all kinds of crazy stuff on it i mean maybe like a power one of the infinity stones from, right that's what my dad's looks like from the Dana's looking at me like i have any clue what he's talking uh, about right now i mean if you had some avengers of infinity stones i'd be down with diamonds it's just diamonds you, yeah tanner you need diamonds you need like a captain planet ring <laughs> Okay, based off the look of my hand, what what kind of ring do you think I, I should rock? Chunky. Chunky? Chunky ring? Like a thick what? ring? I could I could see you with one of those black or blue titanium like or cobalt. Yeah. See, you have, I feel like you have to be manly to have one of those. Like, I'm not a... We looked at, the I think it's the titanium, but, like, you can't resize those. Yes, that's So, true. like, if oh. it gets stuck on your finger, like... They have to cut it off. They have to cut it off. I don't know. Also, like, part of me is, like, I mean, my grandfather just had a gold band, and I think that's pretty cool, too. I think you should do what feels right to you, even. I mean, we're giving you a hard time about the stones, but... Yeah. Um, I think you don't... Like, I don't know if you've, like, really, really looked at rings. Not at all. Like, you really should, like... Uh, if, you, if this is what you're thinking, start looking so that you kind of know. Like, we had the conversation about, like, kind of styles that I liked. And then when I was blindsided with my proposal, because I did not see that coming, mm-hmm. she hit me two weeks before country summer. Oh. <laughs> so I, I'm i oblivious to everything. And Which it's country exactly, summer? Which one? Uh, 2015. 15? Oh, man. We'd have just expanded to three days. Yeah, I know. It was, had a lot going on. And I think that was the first year of me being the promotions director, too. Yes, it so was. This, my brain was not paying Busy any year. attention. Her brain was chicken fried. <laughs> True. <laughs> huh? Tanner, you should check out E.R. Sawyer, downtown Santa Rosa. Great, okay. Great advertiser and supporter of the station for several years and uh, have been in business over 100 years in Santa Rosa. Very Check good peeps. Out. You should get this one with all the like the little gears and clockworks. Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> Steampunk. <laughs> Steampunk. Why are we making My, wedding rings like this? I have a cousin that was in a German steampunk band. That's this awesome. is what I can yeah. see you wearing. Yeah. Like one of the Okay. That's like one of those titanium ones, right? Yeah, don't play. Star Wars ring, you know it. Yeah, I was trying not to sound too nerdy. Something, but I totally something from the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Jed, I believe you were at uh, <laughs> Diet in reverse alphabetical order. Diet. Uh, Cherry 7-Up. Cherry 7-Up. Seven seven up. Seven up. 
I'm going to talk about Chase Rice again. Yes. Oh, so did you watch it? Oh, I watched it. I stayed up past my bedtime <laughs> to watch it. Why don't you reset in case anyone's checking out this uh, So I the watched the epically trashy television program, The Bachelor. After last week's episode, it was like, next time on The Bachelor. And I'm like, oh, that's Chase Rice. Well, it turns out Chase Rice used to date one of the contestants. And this contestant... Is surprised by the bachelor with the private into more you know it's not private but like their own Chase Rice concert. At and I was El like, Torito, yes, sponsor, sponsor. <laughs> um, so I'm like, man, I gotta wait a whole week for this. And so last night was the episode, and it was just as awkward as I thought it was going to be. They're like, they spend the whole day. They go on a flight. Because he's a pilot, The Bachelor. Haven't they all been pilots? Pilot Pete. No, just one, I think. Pilot Pete? This is like the fifth time this guy's been on the show, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, well, it's true. a second. He was on the last season of The Bachelorette. I don't know anything about The Bachelor. I know that there's been a Pilot Pete for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> not heard wrong. about this idiot. You're probably not. Pilot Pete needs his own show. Figure it out. This is God, his own it's show. It's not that hard to get married, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. Um, excuse me. Edit. Yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Going on nine years here, buddy. Sorry. All right. So then they they have this whole, like, amusement park to themselves. So they're going on rides, and she's actually afraid of heights. So it's like this big thing, right? So they, she, she overcomes her fears with The Bachelor, and you're like, man, you're about to get hit real hard, sister. That's like my girlfriend taking me on a date and be like, hey, we're going to go swim in a pool of snakes. Doesn't that sound fun? Yes. Get video. With 49er fans everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> So you can oh, hear she he's you know I got a surprise for you and they're walking up and you can see cuz the music's playing Chase is already performing and you can see just like the life flush out of her face when she realizes what's going to happen she turns around and they part through the crowd and you can see on Chase Rice's face like this is not this is not happening this is not happening <laughs> so they get up on this little mini stage in front of the stage and they're dancing and Poor Pilot Pete has no idea what's going on, and they're dancing and singing. And at the end of the song, he kisses her, and you can see the look on Chase Rice's face is like, I'm going to murder the ABC producers. Ends the song. Everyone's happy. The the crowd goes nuts, whatever. And then they end up having, like, one-on-one time with him. She still doesn't tell him. She doesn't tell him until dinner, which is very dramatic about. How did they set it up on the show? Did they go, but what he doesn't know? Do they tell you that no, ahead of time? No, they. The no one on like the show is telling you this. You only know it because of the preview from last season. Yeah. So, and Chase Rice basically said he got done really dirty, and That's that he was he knew that she had gone on the show potentially, yeah. but didn't think that the producers would bring him out for her one on one date. That's so on the nose. It's just the trashiest of the trash TV, and sadly, I fall for it every time. (laughs) I felt really bad, because you could tell, like, in the one-on-one with The Bachelor and then one-on-one with her, like, he seemed pretty, like, calm about it and like, yeah, whatever, like, it's chill. But in interviews since then, he's verbally stuck a middle finger to the ABC producers. <laughs> Works out for him, though. He dropped a surprise album this past week. Well, so that's what or he said. EP, kind of. Yeah, that's what he said last week. He was like, it's, you know, kind of jokes on them because I'm releasing a new record. See, that so, makes me think that it was all. Uh, you know, I really don't. I don't think that 
he would be the type of person to buy into that BS. I really But he don't. was on Survivor. Which he hates. Yeah, he doesn't like to you talk about talk it. You don't talk about that You remember we couldn't ask him? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like ready to ask him all these questions about Survivor. And Dan was like, by the way, don't ask him questions about Survivor. Yeah. And Tanner and I were like, all right, back to the drawing board. Because <laughs> all of our questions were like, did you eat lizards? What happened there? Like, <laughs> I, I had Would a you great, wish you could go back? I had a great interview with him backstage at Country Summer in 2016. 16. And uh, I was kindly asked before the interview to not ask him about Survivor because he's just kind of done talking about it, which is totally fine. So I passed that along to you just because, you know, I just wanted to keep it in a good place. It threw me off, man, because all my questions were kind of centered around it. So I was up there and I was like, Chase, so you've done a lot with your life. Uh, how does that uh, compare to your music? Like, how does that reflect on your music, a.k.a. how does, like... Being manipulative and crazy on Survivor <laughs> make you a good songwriter. Gabby Barrett did that to me this year. What? Gabby Barrett, it was on American Idol. Right. Which was kind of her notoriety. And she performed and it was great. And we're going into the country club to do the interview. And right beforehand, she's like, so what are you going to talk about? And I was like, well, you know, I thought we'd talk about, I don't want to talk about Idol. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Rip paper yeah. in half. What do you want to talk about? Pizza. <laughs> That's like so you're getting married. That's like going into uh, a big and rich interview and not asking John Rich about politics. Uh, also, something I kind of did and, and got weird looks for, but I worked around it, so it ended up going okay. Jen, thank you so much for braving the Bachelor to find out that information because I was worried about from last week what was going to happen with that show. I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs> Next up on the reverse alphabetical cola rundown, Coca-Cola. Amber, why don't you go first? I thought we decided you were going to go because of your let, amazing description. Well, we had. I was going to go first, but then we flipped it. So okay. now first right. is last. All right. I'm very confused. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm just, I do as I'm told here on Froggy 92.9. I'm just here so I don't get fine. <laughs> uh, I need your help, party people. I am on an adventure with the Amber Mobile. I do have some good news. We talked about this on the show. I did replace my windshield. You got to go take a look at that windshield, my dudes. What happened it's to your windshield? Nice windshield? A rock hit it, and then because it's cold in the mornings when I wake up, it cracked the whole thing. Oh. So, um, $474 later, I have a new state-of-the-art windshield with new windshield wipers. Those windshield wipers are amazing. I just want to say I'm really excited about my new windshield. We just replaced ours on the Jeep. And I was like, oh, look how great they work. Yeah. Dude, run them again. Run I know. them again. Look how good they are. <laughs> Their new windshield wipers is like getting a new body, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever tried the, like rain, the, rain, the Rain-X stuff? I oh, have. Yes. It's pretty cool. It's really cool, but then it dries out the wipers. What? Supposedly. So then, like, it's cool for the ten times you use it, and then all of a sudden your wipers suck. Quick question about windshield wipers. How long do windshield wipers typically last here in California? I don't know. Two years? Two years. Okay. Deuce? Deuce and a half? Because in Seattle, it was Deuce like every other year you would have to replace them. No, it rained that much. Okay. Well, I got the new windshield, and 
I also went and got a smog test because I'm desperate in need of a, of a California plate soon, <laughs> a.k.a. in a week. I don't know how I'm going to manage. But my car passed the smog test, surprisingly. Hey! Yay! Right, right, right. I was shocked. I was almost <laughs> about to bet money it wouldn't. Nothing's wrong with, like, my engine or transmission or anything like that. You know, I've had to replace, like, hoses and it, like, you know, caught on fire one day. It's fine. So, <laughs> And this is, like, this is an SUV, right? Yeah, I drive a big SUV. So... The mechanic at Strictly Smog, thank you guys, did tell me I have a small oil leak. So I asked him also about my heat because my car is doing this thing where my heat only works if I'm accelerating. But as soon as I'm like, as soon as I'm just like chilling, I'm not on the, I'm not on the gas or I'm stopped. It blows out cold air, even if the heat's on. Same thing happened in my Volvo. (sighs) Okay. So how much money did it cost you to replace? What, what was it? Was it the heater core? It was the heater core, and what it cost me to replace it was $5,000 when I bought a new car. I was going to say, yeah. Because I wasn't going to pay anything major to get it fixed. I actually, to the, it got Uh-oh. so bad to the point that not only was it accelerating, but then it was just coming out constantly whether I had it on or off. <laughs> so it would be 90 degrees driving to San Francisco State to go to broadcasting school, and... It would just be. I would literally have the windows down. I actually took my pants off one time. I was so <laughs> Wait, hot. this is actually my favorite. Your heat story. was constantly on. Yes. Oh, okay. Mine was. Mine's the opposite. My heat's not working. But that's how it started. It oh. started where it would only work with just when I was accelerating, and then it just devolved into constantly. <sighs> that's not the good. first time Dano told me a story about taking his pants off while driving. I was in tears. <laughs> that's another story that for another time. No. Your question is what? So. I asked the guy, I said straight up, how much money is that going to cost me? He said, I'll park like $1,000. So I called okay. my dad and he was like, oh my gosh, no. He's like, don't go back there. He's like, I'm afraid these people are going to take advantage of you out there in California. But I also don't know. I, you know Actually, $1,000 sounds about right. Does it? With parts and labor, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't sound too I mean, bad. if you know someone that's a mechanic that can just buy the parts and you can maybe pay them in like a 30 rack of Coors Light, <laughs> like you can half that. I don't know, anyone, I don't know anyone like that. I feel like there are you a few folks with Froggy 92.9 that could help you with that. I mean, I don't think I have $1,000 right now. Maybe I could get a credit card or something. No. But I just... I don't know what to do. Taylor thinks I should just buy a new car. But I What told year him, is your car? It's a 2008. How many miles? 120. Over 200,000 miles. Oh, Over $200,000. Oh, I didn't even know that. I'm pretty sure. That's, but it works fine otherwise. And the also, guy at the shop said, as long as you don't have like transmission or engine problems, you know, this no, would just be one no, repair. No, no. How long did because you have it in Georgia before you moved here? I've had it since college. I bought it like... Sophomore year college. It's time to go because he says as long as you don't have. But he says as long as you don't have transmission problems, it's coming. Yeah, that's what's next. I had a I had a uh, German car that shall remain nameless, but it was not a Mercedes. I'll tell you that much. And I made it to two hundred thousand miles, and I was like, Yeah, man, I made it. I love this. Punk. Yeah, because five thousand dollar transmission. Yep. Gone. And it's like you don't get... Sold it for 500 a, bucks. Yeah, for you parts. don't get a notice. It just happens. Mm, well, drop! You have, you have an older car, don't you? What year is mine? 2004? Yeah, so yours is older than mine, but do you have to make repairs on it? or? I've had to fix a few things, yeah. but for a while there, I had a guy who would buy parts <laughs> at his discount, so and I could pay him in a 30 <laughs> round. What guy? happened to him? Now he's gone. Course like Carl. He died? Like, no. <laughs> he just doesn't... He, oh. He's just not around <laughs> or, anymore. R.I.P. I mean, he, he's done. He had done some work on both of our cars, and so 
I was lucky at the time that I've had that, but, you know, I don't anymore. Otherwise, I would send you my guy. (laughs) Amber, I will say as someone who had a complete beater recently and I upgraded to a new car, it has been such a relief to just get in your car and not have to worry about anything. Or think about this. Try to find like an old, not old, but like an older used, you know, reliable brand so that it isn't a car payment. So you can get like a $6,000 car, right, with only 100,000 miles. That's going to be a better investment than $1,000 in a 200,000-mile car. And we're in the studio where Dave Ramsey is being <laughs> broadcast. So just, Dave, what do you call think? Dave Ramsey on KSRO because he's – He's he's got all the insight on stuff like this. That's that's my suggestion. Dave's gonna say, "Stop spending your money." And no, you a little every, boy. Everyone else. What's your monthly? outside of the studio has told me not to buy a new car. My dad, my mom, Cole, they're like, "Don't buy a new car." Don't buy a new car. Well, a car that isn't the one I have now is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. They don't think I should buy one. What's the vote in the studio? I mean, it's up to you. I just think that you can get, you know, a car. Or, you know, even an SUV, whatever you want, that's maybe like two or three years old, and you can have a pretty low car payment. Yeah. We did it. Your car's My credit's pro- pretty good. Your car is probably worth like $200, maybe $2,000. Maybe. So if so you can get a little bit for it, and then, you know, the car's six $7,000 all in, you know, then then you're only looking at four grand over, I don't know, how many, over 12 months, that's... Um, Three hundred dollars a month? <laughs> no, you can work out better financing yeah. than that. I did. Yeah. Something like that. Either something way, to think about something to think about. So, if anyone has like advice for me as far as mechanics go or car advice, reach out to us at Amber and Tanner of the Morning on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Good luck. Thanks. Send send her send her a letter in the mail. Car problems suck. They uh, do. I just don't want it to, like, get to the point where you wake up one morning and you go and start your car and it's completely dead and you're like, Tanner, I need you to come pick me up because my car blew up. He's pretty much almost had to do that before. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. (laughs) True. My car problems almost killed me. I had an 87 Volvo wagon that was the car that I grew up in, so I was hanging on to it for emotional reasons. All the way through, like, 2005, I still had this thing. And that had was coming up on 300,000 miles and was actually running pretty well. Wow, that's impressive. But it started doing this thing where it was dying in the middle of driving. And then I would pull over and restart and it was fine. And I thought, well, I can just – until it died in the middle of the freeway in San Francisco on 280 in the middle of the city. And this particular area was an interchange where there was six lanes across and I was in the middle lane and I lost complete power of the car. So the car is completely a dead weight, and I had to, with the only momentum I already had already built up, I had to navigate over to the side. Thank goodness there was nobody on my right who was able to get to the shoulder. It wasn't even a shoulder, by the way. So I easily could have been stuck dead in the freeway and but been just smashed. So I was going 90 down the 80 and lost power steering. Woo! Yeah, so I had to navigate across the freeway. <laughs> turning my steering wheel no. to get off of the Travis Air Force Base exit. That's so Pulling bad, Jen. If we're telling car stories, can I tell one? No, it's my turn. <laughs> I was... <laughs> yes, yes. I was uh, going southbound on I-5 from Seattle, and my car is the one that I On had. your way down here? 
No, not on my way down here. Oh, okay. Not yet. I was going to Tacoma from Seattle. Okay. My car had a broken head gasket, which means usually I just I would have to top it off with coolant before I drove anywhere. And I was going, and then your car overheats, so that's how you know. And uh, so I pulled over, and I learned the hard way to let your car cool down oh, before you no. open the coolant. I was – open it. Boom, hit me right in the face. Yeah. Coolant? Yeah. Coolant. Oh, it's just man. straight, hot, juicy coolant straight to the face. Did you get any superpowers? Did no, you but look I, like Two-Face? But I grew an arm on my rib cage. Is that <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's All right. Weird. I think I'm up next. Yeah, you're up next. Um, the next Coca-Cola. Uh, I did want to talk about something which was a shocking tragedy this past week uh, that I really had no one expected, but I wasn't expecting the way that I reacted. And that was the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and eight others, including his daughter, in a helicopter crash. I'm assuming that everybody here has been following that story, yeah. mm-hmm. as everybody who's listening. And I think what's interesting is that we're all following that story. I'm not a Laker fan at all. And specifically, it's not like we're on the East Coast or something like that. I mean, he actually, the Sacramento Kings don't have a championship because of Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't a huge Kings fan, but that was a thing here for a while. The Kings were a big deal in the early 2000s, and uh, and he he just wrecked house on them. And that being said, with it happening on Sunday, it was so shocking, and I found myself so moved by it that it was very interesting to me that somebody I hadn't really given two thoughts about when they're taken in that way, I started reflecting on it. I started thinking about it, and I started thinking about the impact. Tanner, actually, last week, uh, I think it was last week, one of the prior episodes here on the podcast, Amber mentioned that somebody she had met one time had posted on social media and had was saying, like, uh, I had kids, and now it's, uh, like I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be 45, and my kids, like, well, they'll, they'll all be grown, right? Yeah. And this is a person you had one time you had an interaction with them. It was interesting to me in the same way. This is someone who I never met. Yeah. I didn't really follow, and yet it had an impact on me. So um, I'm just curious everyone's reaction. That was kind of my reaction. I was sort of blown away by that. I was thinking about, like, well, the, he scored 80 points in a game one time, and I remember kind of following that story. I was just curious if anyone had what, what your reactions were to the Kobe, Kobe Bryant tragedy. Mine was definitely shock. Um, I have my own opinions that I won't delve into. Because of his case? Yes. Um, But I think that whether you're a fan of someone or whether you follow someone, you look at someone like a Kobe Bryant who at 41 just seemed untouchable Mm. and bigger than life. And in a very short period of time is gone. Just like that. Yeah. And it's not just him. His daughter's gone. I mean, I can't believe, I can't even fathom what Vanessa and her other children are going through. That it's just, at the end of the day, yes, he was a massive star, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but he's also just a human being that tragically lost his life in a really, excuse my language, was sh- way to go down. Yeah. And I think anytime we lose like a big artist, like with, you know, a prince. Uh, for me, when Tom Petty passed away, you kind of ta- take Bowie. a qu- Bowie. You you take a kind of a little bit bigger look at your own mortality and maybe the relationships that you have that may be strained. You are more ready in those kinds of moments when you see those kinds of tragedies that 
okay, maybe I need to reach out to that person. I need to make sure that person who, you know, we're good. I love them, but I haven't really told them that I love them recently. You know what I mean? I think it's more of a, it's not looking at them as a celebrity, but looking at how easily life can be lost or be affected by a tragedy. Yeah, to your point, I mean, he sort of, he had achieved a lot of the things that we would, a lot of people would consider security measures, meaning I would be safer and living a happier life if I had a ton of money. Yeah. I would be safer and would be living a happier life if I was incredibly successful in a very prominent profession. I would be uh, safer and have, you know, uh, you know have, would be happier in life if I was in great shape and had been for a really long time. You know, all three of those things. Uh, we all just consider like if you can even do one of those, like I'm good, I'll be here for a long while, and probably in your, like in your mind you're like I'll never die, those type of things. And so for him to have done all of those, and then it's just like yeah, well guess what? Too bad, gone. Yeah. It just it really I think hit, that's why it hits everyone to the core is because it almost gives you the sense of like there is no security. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I saw a account that I follow tweet about it and they're not like a verified news source it's kind of like a pop culture thing and I was yeah. like it was like 12 seconds ago I was like nope that's Hoax. wrong it's happened before mm-hmm. yeah you know and then you got to have bon jovi with a, the newspaper saying i'm still alive i'm not right. dead that one that it's happened one to was paul bad. mccartney like a million times and mm-hmm. so like when it's someone and that's the thing is how i feel is doesn't matter he did a lot of really great things for sports for African-American culture. He's been working with girls in basketball. Like, he's worked to make an impact that lasts after he's gone. I just don't think anyone thought that he was going to be gone at 41. I think it was going to be more of, like, you know, 90. (laughs) You know, you see some of the greats that are in baseball and basketball that are very old and very alive and still very active. Right. So... Anybody else? The whole thing's been kind of strange and surreal to me because in, I think it was 2007, Seattle lost the Supersonics. So instead of Supersonic games, it would be Laker games, you know, and that was a huge On time. TV up On there? TV, yeah. So we, we had every Laker game, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I was the biggest, you know, Laker or basketball fan or anything, but to some extent, I just have really deep-rooted memories in watching some Laker games, watching that 81-point game, watching Kobe win the finals over and over and over again. You know, anytime Kobe and LeBron would be on TV, it was almost like the Super Bowl to me. Um, and it's just really devastating and kind of touching on what uh, you guys were talking about earlier. Achievements don't mean as much, I guess, when you have life ripped away from you that fast. I mean, what, what I keep thinking about is Kobe and his daughter probably had breakfast with his wife and uh, their daughters and their sisters that morning, and everything was just normal. Just, hey, we're, we're going on a helicopter. We'll see you later. You know, and so it, it kind of made Which me... is something that he's done for years, by the way. Right. To, yeah. get, to get away from L.A. traffic, that's how he would travel. So it wasn't like yeah. this is a one-time thing. No, I, he hated traveling by car. And that the reason why I was watching a video with Kobe was doing an interview with someone and he said the reason why he does helicopter is because he was missing too much of his family's life. Yeah. And the Mm. fact now that we're hearing this, it's, it's just absolutely tragic. What's even more surreal about this experience is my girlfriend's dad works for the FAA. He's really high up in the FAA and he's actually going and investigating it right now. He's in Los Angeles right now and he's investigating. He's part of the investigation too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm. I. I. He can't even tell me anything. 
So it's not like I'm going to be like leaking well, stuff. No, yeah. no. But I mean, that's just that's an, that's an incredible connection. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea. It's crazy. He just FaceTimed uh, my girlfriend when I got I was at Great Clips when I found out when I got back from Great Clips. And he was like, yeah, I'm packing up and going to Los Angeles. Like, oh, that's kind of weird. He's like, yeah, I'm uh, going to Calabasas to investigate what happened with Kobe Bryant. Wow. And I was and it's just like so weird that there's a real life connection with something that seems on mm. just such a weird and difficult situation. So I don't know. It's I, I feel very strangely about it. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I'm just I couldn't imagine what it's like for that family. Amber. Uh, I'll try to make mine short. And Jen hit on a lot of things that I feel, too. Like, at first, I thought it was a hoax. Uh, I saw someone post about it on Instagram and say, what? Kind of also saying, oh, this is a hoax. And then Cole was still asleep, but I woke him up. I was like, hey, I just heard that Kobe Bryant died. He was like, what? And we started Googling it. And so then we saw CNN, ESPN, all the you know more credible sites popping up because the TMZ article, we just weren't sure about it. And we kind of talked about this in our group chat a little bit about – you know, breaking news and news sources yeah. being verifiable. And I guess what upsets me about the whole thing is that um, TMZ broke the story before the family found out from the police. Um, and it just, it, that hurts me in so many ways. Cause I mean, it wasn't just the Kobe Bryant. I mean, the, the Bryant family was affected. So many other families were, you know, affected by this plane crash. I mean, there was a pilot, there was a whole nother family on the flight and it, it's just really, I don't know. It's just like, why are we so worried about breaking the story and getting the credit? Why aren't we worried about people? Why aren't we worried about families? And, you know, as a basketball fan growing up, you know, Kobe Bryant was someone I knew. He's one of the greatest players of all time. I mean, we, I saw all the jokes on the internet about, you know, shooting into a trash can and going, Kobe, that's something I did did all the time, uh, especially at basketball practice. And it's kind of surreal when, a person you don't even know, have never met before in your life, uh, makes an impact on you and you feel a certain way about their death. But it just goes to show, like, you only have one life to live. If you could be somebody, you know, like that and make a lasting impact and make people feel sadness after you leave, you know, we need to do something with our lives, I suppose. And I agree with you because this he yeah, I guarantee if he considered his fans I don't follow on Twitter or Instagram or whatever so if he looked at his fans and it says 1.72 million or whatever it says we're four people here who have had no contact with him but mm-hmm. obviously he has impacted us which if you're listening to this just just means for yourself that the impact of the work that you do in your own life whatever it may be goes far beyond what you will ever understand yeah and I I also saw a lot of people on the internet god I hate the internet sometimes telling people that you know you don't know this person and you know you're grieving for him but there were other people on the plane and i get that but people there are celebrities that when they pass like it's going to hit me hard yeah. because of how their work has affected me personally let people grieve Get off your soapbox and let people grieve someone that they looked up to in their own way. That's none of your business. Mic drop. Mic drop. So there you go. This is the Inside Froggy 92.9 podcast. We talk about car repair. (laughs) We talk about (laughs) wedding proposals. 
we talk about Jen. What did you talk about? I forgot. Bachelor drama. Bachelor drama, and we get serious too with uh, some of the stuff and how it impacts us. Yeah, way to kill the mood. I'm just kidding. That's why do you think I want to go last? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to go on a football field and get hit by somebody. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about the Super Bowl next week. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. This episode, episode 19. Everybody, oh, dang. 19 episodes. We're numbering them now. Who's bringing donuts for 20? Tanner. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe if this is your first time listening. That way new episodes are sent straight to your phone. We'll catch you next week. In fact, why don't you listen to the next episode right now? What do you think? Do it. Yes. Absolutely. Hit next. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group. And and I watched all of Sabrina's Chilling Adventures. Oh yes, me too. I all tried of it. all of it in one whole day. One day, it was I, amazing. I tried watching The Witcher yesterday. Not into it. You gotta, you gotta keep trying. It's awful. It's great. I hate it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was that's a very hot a, take. He takes a lot of baths. There's like some shows that I just don't understand how they have like more than one season. Like what? Like I really tried to get into Ray Donovan. Oh, yeah, that looked good. It looked fantastic. Kate Monig was in it, and she's hot. <laughs> and I like... I love me some Liev. Yeah, it, it looked like it was going to be really good. And, like, I think we watch... I usually give something like three episodes. And I could not have cared mm. any... <laughs> I couldn't have cared less. And then it's on, like, its fifth or sixth season. And yeah. I'm like... I don't know who's watching this show, but I did not dig it. Melanie tried to do one of those with me. There's a show called The Romanoffs. It's no. the guy who did Mad Men. Oh, okay. Uh, and so he made a show for Amazon, and it's got Aaron Eckhart, and it's got John Slattery, who was on Mad Men, the silver-haired guy, and also— Has uh, all the right working pieces for a good show. You're thinking, like, okay, I'm, I'm here for the party. And it's got one <laughs> of the guys from House of Cards, and then I watched the first episode, and I'm just like, what? And I love slow-ass shows. <laughs> what am I watching? Yeah. Uh, Were you a Mad Men fan? Oh, my God. I love that show. I've it is so offensive it. on so many levels. Zero interest in watching that show. Melanie's like, we should watch it. And I'm like, all right, fine. Life-changing, that show. Yeah. <laughs> is this part of the I've podcast? never seen it. <laughs> it's life-changing because it, it the what it's known for is putting all that chauvinism right in your face. But what it really does is it puts it in a context of how stupid it was when it was happening. Oh, okay. So it's ne- it's never shown to be like these guys are a holes, isn't it awesome? It's like these guys are a holes. Reaction shot from the women in the room. Reaction shot from the children in the room. Yeah. Okay, and it doesn't work. It doesn't pan out for anybody. And it's like who's you, that way? Don Draper, who's John Hamm. Um, you hate him, but you love him at the same time. You hate almost sometimes during the show. It's hard to look at him. Okay. Yeah. I feel that way about Remy when he eats turds <laughs> off the ground. 
There's like a hundred seasons of that show, though, right? No, no. I can't look Five? at you. Oh, that's it? No, seven. Five? I thought there was seven. Okay, you're probably... I think there's five, and then the last two seasons are like six or seven episodes or something. Oh, it's so like it's they split it like how they did with like Breaking <laughs> exactly, Bad. Exactly, some shorties. So. It is one of those rare shows that I was very happy with the ending. Okay. See, I just keep watching Murder, She Wrote, and Dexter over and over again because I'm a loser. <laughs> See, we got to stop doing so much good stuff at the intro. I'm going to have to cut half of this. 